to another episode of Rooted and Reaching, a podcast about startups and entrepreneurs in the South Bend Elkhart region of Indiana. My name is Bethany Hartley. And I'm Nick Kuhn. Today, I'll be speaking with Alex Sadenai from CodeWorks, South Bend Code School, and GiveGrove. And she'll share a little bit about how she's giving back to the community, how she's learned as an entrepreneur, and what she's doing to make an impact here in South Bend. We hope you enjoy. Well, I'm here with Alex Sadenai with so many companies, I can't even mention, but CodeWorks being one of them. Thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. We've known each other for two years, and we just met in person for the first time. I know, pandemic, right? What a world. <laughs> what a world. But uh, glad we could do this, and glad we can learn more about what you've been working on. You're repping yourself Bend Gear. Yes. <laughs> where's, this from? What's it, where's this from? Uh, we've got South Bend Code School here. Okay. Yeah, our classic sweatshirt. And then, you know, a Give Grove mug as well. <laughs> You're, you brought the swag. I love it. The merch. And we'll be getting into both of those in a bit. Yeah. Uh, starting out, just want to learn a little bit more about how you grew up. Uh, what did you learn? You know, where, what was your education like? And then um, what brought you here to South Bend? Yeah. Well, so I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. And I, I grew up only child um, in a family. And I, um, growing up actually, so it's funny that I ended up in entrepreneurship because I always wanted to be a doctor. Mm. And I took this so seriously in that at the age of seven, I had my first internship um, where I would go to our family doctor's office um, every Saturday and I would take patients' vitals, um, like help check blood pressure and all those kinds of things. Had a real stethoscope and blood pressure cuff. Um, and like I kept that level of seriousness, you know, from seven all the way through high school. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just kept taking on, you know, medically related internships. Oh. But I wound up in South Bend because I originally was sold on Emory University in Atlanta. And I thought that this is where, you know, I'm going to continue this journey on the medical path. Um, and I got into Emory. I got accepted, thankfully. But then I spent a weekend on campus uh, living in the dorms and seeing what it would really be like to go to school here. And I realized that um, it was not the best fit for me. Mm. I didn't really vibe or connect with the campus in the way that I thought that I would. Uh, but thank Thankfully, I had also applied to the University of Notre Dame, and I applied to Notre Dame because a friend in my Spanish class in high school talked about how great the dining hall was, <laughs> um, and I love food. So I thought, you know, why not apply? And actually, when I got the acceptance letter, I threw it away because I I'm not into sports, and I did not know that Notre Dame was actually a really good school. Uh, but thankfully, the offer was still there. And so I was able to uh, come to Notre Dame, and my first time being on campus was when I was moving into my dorm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say top of mind stuff. A lot of people dream for that moment, and you're like, yeah, eh, except there's, 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 yeah, there's this. Yeah. Awesome. So you got to South Bend, you moved in your dorm, you got some good food in you, and, and now you're you're studying. Uh, what are you yeah. studying? Yeah, so I was pre-med still. Okay. I stayed on that track, um, and it wasn't actually until my junior year that I met with my advisor, and she just asked me a simple question in passing that I know she didn't think you know anything of, really, which was, um, are you happy, mm. and are you enjoying your classes? And I told her no. And so she immediately like just stopped in her tracks and said, you know, Alex, that's not normal. You should enjoy what you're studying. And I said, but there's no career in that. 
Um, Because in my mind, I was like thinking that I have to become a doctor and that's going to be the career that I've always been meant to do. It's going to let me help people and I'll have this fulfilling life. But she explained that, you know, instead, um, her advice to me was to focus on the here and now and to focus on finding your passion. And then you will find a career out of that. So I took her advice and I added on an English major, which was something that I was naturally passionate about Mm -hmm. as opposed to medicine. And I uh, started tutoring at local high schools in the area because I wanted to just continue doing things that I loved. And I naturally enjoyed tutoring and working Mm -hmm. with students. And so... Yeah, I started tutoring and I met a number of high school seniors and juniors who weren't planning on going to college after graduation because for a variety of reasons, like some didn't think that they had the grades, others didn't think um, like they had the financial means where college would be an option. So I just did a quick Google search there with a group of students in the library of careers without a college degree and coding was the first thing that came Hmm. up. So I had never heard of it before. And so I started teaching myself how to code uh, just through free online classes and networking of talking to every computer science major on campus that I knew, you know, to find out how do I get started with this. And I started a pilot program here in town just to be able to test out the idea of, you know, can I teach kids how to code and then would they enjoy it? And thankfully they did. Um, And out of that pilot program, I wound up meeting my two co-founders and we started our first company together, South Bend Code school. Okay, so okay. <laughs> Let me just unpack lot. this. Yeah. Make sure I'm hearing you correctly. You're a Notre Dame student, you're pre-med, English, volunteer, self-taught coding. Yep. And now you're you're volunteering as a mentor and guide for uh, kids that don't believe they can attend higher education, yeah. getting them into a career trajectory that is now probably the most lucrative, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, industry. Yeah, uh, definitely in, in heavily the, the talked about. A yeah. lot more now than it was then. So. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Incredible. So that culminated, I'm assuming, I don't mm-hmm. want to put words in your mouth, uh, with South Bend Code School. Yes. Okay, yep. great. Yeah. Um, and one of your co-founders yeah. is... Or can you tell us about your co-founders? Yeah, yeah. So my co-founders' names are, um, one is also named Alex, and we are also married. So same first and last name. That's always fun. Uh, And then our third co-founder is a friend of ours named Chris. And so, yeah, the three of us um, have started, I mean, all of our ventures together. Awesome. (laughs) So Code School is still up and running? Yes. uh, Eight years now. Okay. (laughs) And is it? Local, regional, is it nationwide? How does oh, wow. it look? Yeah, well, so um, I'd say that we're in Indiana and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a few programs running out of Michigan right now. Um, and I mean, we're, we've also transitioned a ton too. Um, so we started off doing just in-person classes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're a little bit limited in that capacity because you need a person there to be able to teach. But since the pandemic actually encouraged us to expand. And so now we offer virtual training to educators as well as in person. And so that's let us really be able to expand our reach, like particularly into Michigan, but, you know, definitely looking to, you know, go all over um, because we're now able to teach teachers how to share coding with their students. And so then, you know, you can take that anywhere. That's great. (laughs) And so you really leaned in during the pandemic to iterate, to innovate and and to grow your, your footprint and to grow the ultimately the company. And the mission. Yeah, I think uh, you have to. Totally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. It's grow or it's innovate or die. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and things can happen very quickly. Can you can you share anything fun to, uh, that comes to your mind? Something you've learned from your students. Typically, yeah. we we say you know we we think we are, we're 
giving all the information to them, but a lot of times we're learning more. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh my gosh, so many things. Well, I guess, so one thing is definitely that anyone can learn how to code. Mm. So we have had students of all ages, as young as three, um, you know, to, we've had a woman in her seventies, you know, learning how to code with us. And so I think that that's, that one is huge and that there's not one particular type of person who's going to be good at coding. So a lot of times I think we think, you know, well, if I'm not good at math, then I probably can't code. And that is the furthest thing from the truth because there's so many different languages out there. And so instead, what I love doing is being able to connect students with the language that they're passionate about um, and that connects with their their natural interests. Um, and so then, you know, you're, you're able to experience that success. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Great. So what's fun, uh, well, so many, a lot of things, but uh, one of the things that I want to touch on is you didn't just stay there. Mm -hmm. You didn't, you weren't satisfied. You weren't, you were still hungry yeah. and some other, some other opportunities arose. Can you tell us about how this came about? Yeah. Um, so very naturally. Uh, so we had one day where we were teaching a coding class and we had more instructors in the room than students. Oh. And so, you know, overnight it kind of felt like we had attracted all of this tech talent mm. here in the area. And they were all individuals who were just interested in using tech for good. And so we started our second company called CodeWorks. And with CodeWorks, we call it a digital product studio. But we build digital products, um, you know, for different companies of all sizes. Our like latest venture with CodeWorks has been we offer it's called the Digital Storefront Grant Program, mm -hmm. and so it allows us to be able to offer technology grants to small businesses um, just to be able to help them meet whatever their greatest technology need is. So whether that's building a website or you know finding um, a backend system that's going to help them manage products better, you know, different things like that. And then we didn't think two ventures was apparently enough because <laughs> a year after that we started a fundraising platform called give grove <laughs> yeah. okay and it was that internally with the team kind of yeah. a, almost a studio model so yeah it was all um alex chris and myself mm -hmm. um and then over the years our team has grown so like we have a really solid team of uh, designers as well as, you know, project managers. Um, and so everyone on the team ends up kind of operating within all three businesses at some point, but it, it really creates, I guess, like a cohesive unit. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so give Grove, can you elaborate a little more? It's like, it's a fundraising platform. Is, yeah. is there any anecdotes you have from there? Maybe some interesting clients or, or fun projects you've worked on? Yeah. Oh, I mean, so many. So with give Grove, um, we like to say that we make fundraising easy peasy limited and squeezy and the logo is a lemon yeah, you, know? you have a yellow mug <laughs> yeah, yeah as you nice. can see on brand uh, so it makes sense <laughs> uh, but yeah so with that I mean I think the the greatest thing that we've seen with it has been it has made running fundraising events affordable for organizations of all different sizes. So like a lot of smaller orgs that we would meet or interact with would say that they ran into a lot of barriers when it came to trying to use technology to fundraise. So whether systems, you know, being too costly or there being contracts where you have to use to mm -hmm. be able to sign up, you know, or, you know, even um, the money, the funds that they raise being held in a separate bank account before it's released to you. A lot of things that can be really cumbersome if you're a small organization and part of a small team. Um, and so with GiveGrove, we've made it really affordable of no contracts, you know, we have uh, no hidden fees or anything like that. We don't make money until you make money. And so yeah. it makes it a lot easier for organizations of all sizes be able to just test out ideas, you know, for fundraising um, to benefit their works. That's incredible. 
Uh, okay, so where my mind is right now, you have a lot going on. <laughs> How do you as a person stay organized and yeah. focused? What does your day look like that you can do all this stuff? Oh, man. Well, you as, you know, a parent as well as a professional, <laughs> I'm sure that's like always an interesting question. And I feel like at least, you know, from my perspective uh, right now, the answer is that I just, I guess, take everything day by day, you know, and just do my best of that. I guess my superpower that I've learned recently it has been to just be flexible. Mm. So having very limited expectations for each day, where I think that the expectations that I start each day with are to attempt and try my best to just be a good person. And then anything else that falls off, it's just going to fall off the rails mm. and that's totally fine. And so then it, that helps where certain emails, you know, don't always get sent or, um, you know, some meetings run long, things like that. But um, if I'm able to be flexible, then it helps to alleviate a lot of stress from different expectations maybe not being met. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, I, I love that you work on all this stuff and able to kind of keep it together and communicate this way and be a significant part of the community. So thank you so much. Thanks. I have a curveball for you. There, there have been headlines recently, and I've been trying to keep up to the best of my ability that AI with ChatGPT and some others are affecting coding significantly. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you interact with the actual tool itself yeah. as well as uh, maybe the market expectations of it? And, yeah. and how do you see this playing out? Well, I mean, so currently I'm really loving the benefits of ChatGPT, as well as a lot of the other AI software that's out there. Um, like there's different copywriting ones and plagiarism ones. I mean, there's even, you know, different ones for writing scripts for podcasts. Um, and so like that, that has really amazed me. And our team has really latched on to those things. And so in that regard, I have found it to be a benefit because as a small business, it really is able to help our business processes. And, you know, my hope then is that that translates into business growth as well mm -hmm. of the less time that our team is spending, you know, copywriting or doing different things uh, of that nature of if we're able to have, you know, a software that helps take care of it, then you're immediately able to go focus on other things. And with a small team, which is what we have, you know, you have limited people. Uh, and so being able to employ those kinds of tools, you know, that that can really be a game changer. <laughs> 100%. So, yeah. That's great. So it's being used for, for good for your, your purposes. Um, mm -hmm. Are you able to integrate this with your student base yet? Or is yeah. it a little too early for them to understand the um, conflict correlation benefits? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, so we haven't fully yet. I'd mm -hmm. say that we have like there we have a class with middle schoolers you know, once a week right now going on. And so with those students, I've started talking with them about ChatGPT just to try to understand what their knowledge of mm -hmm. the platform is. And, you know, some of the things they've said have been like, well, it's blocked at our school, <laughs> you know, so that <laughs> students don't use mm -hmm. it for tests or, you know, to mm -hmm. write papers or things of that nature. But they are incredibly fascinated about it. Of Even though it's blocked at school, they're looking at it at home mm -hmm. and, you know, experimenting with it. And I think that's great. So so I think that instead, you know, it's it's great being able to have conversations with them about, you know, technology as technology also continues to grow and change. It's no different than anything else, you know, in the world that we live in of that mm -hmm. there's there's good aspects of it and there are bad aspects. And so as long as you use it for good, you know, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. So it's really cool getting to hear our students, you know, being able to say, you know, there's nothing wrong with using it if it's helping you to learn more about something or even how you said it's being used, you know, with coding. You know, I haven't tried it yet, but I've heard that, you know, you can plug your code into 
it and ask it to debug it and it'll find what the problem is. So for, you know, a learner who's, you know, just getting started with coding and trying to, or even a professional where you're trying to figure these things out, I think that that's, you know, you using these tools for good as opposed to, you know, maybe using it for plagiarism. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, this is awesome. How can others find your work? What, uh, yeah. Can you maybe give us a website or uh, handles that we can find what you're working on? Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah, for our websites, we've got southbendcodeschool.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for CodeWorks, we're sbcodeworks.com. Mm-hmm. GiveGrove, givegrove.com. Um, awesome. <laughs> you know, just the names of the companies. If you just Google search, that also can be easier than Great. trying to remember the URLs. And as well as our social media platforms. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, be sure to check that out because Alex and Alex and their teams are doing amazing things in South Bend. We're so grateful. Thank you for being here today. No, thanks for having me. It's been fun.